It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 2nd, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we're going to preview the Magic's game against the LA Clippers. They'll play them Friday night over at the Amway Center. We'll talk a little bit about the Clippers, what to expect from them. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Magic's bench and some of the play that they're getting from the bench, specifically from Terrence Ross. We'll talk about his early season triumph, whether maybe the Magic should think about putting him in the starting lineup, uh, and really what the goal is from this bench group that's been a little up and down here to start the season. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by... Subscribing to them on iTunes to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. There's a Locked On podcast where every team in the NBA covering the league with the same exact detail that we do here on Locked On Magic. So looking for a little leg up on the Clippers, definitely check out Locked On Clippers. I know they do a good job covering the Clippers. Locked On NBA gives you the national perspective, uh, and there's plenty more to come around the league. So definitely check that out. You can do that on iTunes to search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. So the Orlando Magic are going to take on the LA Clippers at the Amway Center on Friday night. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off. Uh, the Clippers coming from Philadelphia after losing to the Philadelphia 76ers in, in a game where the, the they were out of it early. They struggled a little bit early. They fought their way back in, uh, and then they got themselves, uh, and then they just couldn't, they didn't really have the gas to get to the end. And, and I think that's going to be a little bit of the way this Clippers team goes. They are a talented team. Doc Rivers is a good coach. They've got players. They've got good players, including Tobias Harris, yes. Um, their defense is a lot better than I think people expected to be. Marcin Gortat's a, a solid a defender still. Boban Marjanovic is a, just a big body that's difficult to move around. Um, they have a lot of good pieces. They have a lot of guys that, that just know how to play. And while they don't have the top-end talent, perhaps, to compete at the very top of the Western Conference— they're going to remain a very difficult out for whoever they play, whenever they play them, and that's certainly for the Magic. The one thing, as I've looked through the stats and I've watched them, I'm watching the Sixers game this evening or this evening. The one thing that I really notice is they do put a lot of pressure on you. They're really good. They lead the league in free throw rate, which we're getting to the point where stats are becoming a little more real. They're not quite there yet. Um, so, you know, maybe that maybe things will start to fade fade out or fade back. But at the same time, um, definitely a lot to like with, uh, with how the Clippers are playing. They get themselves plenty of opportunities. They get themselves plenty of chances to get to the line, get, get free points. Uh, and that helps make up for some of their offensive deficiencies. This is about a league average offense uh, so far. And, and free throw shooting is a big part of that. If, if you show some discipline defensively, you don't give up a lot of those fouls, a lot of those uh, opportunities at the free throw line, you have a chance. You have a real chance against them because, you know, they'll go in and out offensively, which I think is what we saw against Philadelphia, what we've seen really throughout the year, and why this is probably really a 500 team. 
they have talent. Um, they're a very talented team uh, in that they have a lot of, like the Magic, good player, you know, like the Magic, but maybe a little bit better, good players at a lot of different positions. Um, Danilo Gallinari, when he's healthy, uh, as much as people want to crack on him sometimes, is a really good player. And, and, and he's proven that time and time and time and time again. Give him the opportunity to give him the shots. He will make them. So, not someone that you should sleep sleep on there. Um, you've got Lou Williams, who is a flamethrower off the bench. He keeps the energy going throughout the entire game. Tobias Harris, as Magic fans know, is a solid scorer. He's not going to relent, and he, he's going to get his shots. Um, they've got some good young players in Shai Gilgis-Alexander and Montrez Harrell that, that provide a lot of energy for this team. Um, they got a lot of solid veterans who just know how to play. This is a team that, that, yeah, the Clippers are probably not a playoff team in the Western Conference. You know, maybe if they can sneak in, but again, the West is just a brutal maze right now. Um, this is a team that is just, this team would be a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, no doubt in my mind. They're a solid team in a lot of different ways. Uh, their defense right now is also playing extremely well. Um, didn't play so well uh, last uh, last night in Philadelphia, but they're generally a good defensive team. And so, uh, again, Boban Marjanovic is just a hard guy to move, and, and he he picks up a lot of uh, garbage points because he's just a big, big dude. This is a good test for the Magic. It's, it's a team that they should feel they have uh, at least comparable talent to. I, I don't know if I can say that with a straight face, but um, you know this is a team that's hard-nosed. They've got a good point guard in Patrick Beverly that helps set the tone for them. they got a lot of guys that just know how to play. Um, and, and now it's just a matter of can you play against them? Can you break them down? Of course, this Magic offense has struggled a lot to start the season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how these two teams match up. If the Magic play dif- disciplined defense, uh, give themselves a chance, their length could give uh, LA some problems. Uh, I mean, I'm watching uh, the replay of the game right now. They do play a lot of small lineups. Beverly, Williams, uh, and, and Gilgis Alexander together. Um, you know, Tobias Harris and Danilo Gallinari give you some some length at the three and the four, but they'll play some small lineups, and the Magic can maybe take advantage of that with the length that they have defensively. That's not to say that it's going to be easy. That's not to say that the Magic have an advantage. I would definitely favor the Clippers in this game, um, even coming off the long back-to-back and the long road trip from Philadelphia to Orlando on a back-to-back, a very difficult trip for any team. But Orlando's got their work cut out for them, and Orlando getting a win here would be a solid place to start would be a solid uh I think a solid victory for them and, and really right now Orlando needs any win they can get it's not going to be easy it's going to be a tricky game against a good Clippers team and it's going to come down to uh, the same things every game comes down to for Orlando execution attention to detail uh and intensity um and I think that's that's something that's that, that that's been lacking against Sacramento all credit to Sacramento again I think I said this but they're Magic were able to make a lot of mistakes against Sacramento, as good as Sacramento's playing. Um, they made a lot of mistakes that game and and, and still had a chance to win at the end. Uh, you, you don't have to be perfect against the Clippers. You don't have to be amazing against them. Um, I guess that's no discredit to them. I, I think I'm speaking plainly here. Um, but you do have to play well. Um, they're not going to beat themselves. They're not going to make a ton of mistakes. Um, they've been inconsistent themselves, just like the Magic have. And so, yeah. They got their work cut out for them, and and if they get a they get them on a bad night, they got to be willing to step on their throats and beat them. And that, you know that's something I don't think we've seen the Magic have an opportunity really to do so far this year. The Magic taking on the LA Clippers at seven o'clock at the Amway Center. Of course, you can check that out. 
on Fox Sports Florida. If you're not in town or not able to make it to the game, we'll have complete coverage of that game over the weekend on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yesterday, I spent the whole show talking about Evan Fournier uh, and his struggles here to start the NBA season and, and some of the difficulties that he's had to get himself going. And no doubt about it, um, it's it's a concerning feature for the Magic. They need Evan Fournier. No doubt about it. No getting around it. They need Evan Fournier. But not much you can do about it today. Not much you can do about it uh, whenever. Um, you just got to kind of play play it all out and, and wait to see if he can get himself back in, in gear. And, and like I said, yesterday... I think he'll return to his averages. I think we're, we're experiencing a, a, a big shooting slump, and unfortunately for a, a team that struggles offensively, they need all hands on deck. They need everyone playing at a high level, and, and right now they're not getting that from their best offensive players. And so everything's kind of crushed there. But if this continues, then yes, there, there will have to be some considerations of what to do at that position. And and already I'm seeing some love uh, and seeing some some thought that, that maybe Terrence Ross should get the starting nod. And, and indeed, uh, in Tuesday's game, Ross asked for a quick breather with about four minutes left in the game. He came out and fans were upset. And when he, you know, came back into the game, maybe a minute of game time later, he got, and deservedly so in my opinion, a very loud ovation from the Magic crowd, a very big appreciation for what he did for that team and how he's played so far this year. Ross, so far this year, averaging 12 points per game. Solid number. That would actually uh, be a career high for him if it lasts the entire season. So there's that. 1.3 steals per game, very active defensively. We knew that already. Shooting a 45.8% effective field goal percentage, not so clean, 38.1% from the floor, 31% from beyond the arc, but... I think Ross's impact goes a little bit beyond the numbers. The numbers are good. The numbers are fine. Could be could stand to be a little more efficient. Um, but I think fans appreciate his aggressiveness and willingness to shoot. I think they appreciate his um, determination defensively. Um, he's typically a very smart player. I think maybe sometimes he turns to shoot a little too quickly. Um, but they're not. They're, he's he's really done a good job keeping everything together keeping the team, uh, you know, kind of coming along. Um, you know, I, I think I described him throughout last season when he was healthy that, you know, what he does isn't going to show up on a box score. 
He just fills a lot of gaps. Whatever you need that night. You need him to, to shoot 15 times, he can shoot 15 times. You need him to sp- spread the floor and, and, and be kind of a support player, he can do that. You need him to defend, he can do that. Just kind of fills whatever gap the Magic need. And those players are important. Not every player, obviously, can be the star. Nor do you want every player to try to be the star. But what Ross does is vitally important to the Orlando Magic. Because he simply brings energy. Again, he keeps the whole thing together. On Tuesday night, when Orlando was struggling offensively, Ross really gave them a huge boost. Just making shots, being willing to take shots, just shooting confidently. And playing solid defense, as as he has throughout his entire tenure with the Orlando Magic. He's a very skilled player. You know, I don't think he always gets the recognition he deserves. He is maybe not as good of a shooter as his reputation makes, but reputation is everything too. Teams respect his three-point shot and respect that, yeah, he can go off at any moment and score big games. And the fact that he's had two very big offensive games already this year, relatively, of course, is a good sign for Orlando. And for a Magic team that is looking for some offensive consistency, even with his inefficient shooting, putting him in with that second unit helps keep that offense afloat when Nikola Vucevic is not in the game. Like I've said, Ross just makes things go. Kind of holds everything together when it feels like it's about to burst apart. And it's a big part of the bench play that the Magic have gotten so far this year. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But overall, Ross has done exactly what the Magic need him to do so far this year. So far, he's been a reliable scorer. He's been a reliable shooter, although his percentages don't suggest that. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He's good defensively. You can tell he's energetic. He, he, he dives on the floor. He's, he's one of the first players on the floor for loose balls. Diving into the crowd a few times already this year. Those are the things the Magic want to see from him. Those are the things the Magic need from a player like Terrence Ross. And it's a big reason why, as I'll mention here in a minute, the bench play has generally been fairly good for Orlando because Ross has done such a good job leading it. I'm not going to sit here and say that Ross won't start at some point this year. I'm not going to sit here and say that um, you know he hasn't maybe earned a look in the starting lineup. I kind of think he's in the role that he needs to be in. Kind of filling those gaps off the bench and helping this Magic team that way. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And Ross is a big part of the Magic's bench. You know, it's hard to quantify what a bench group's role is, and this Orlando team isn't particularly deep. Jaron Grant, uh, Terrence Ross, Jonathan Simmons, Aaron Gordon, and Mo Bamba are making up the team's current second unit. 
And statistically, it's been a mixed bag. We've seen it save the team on many occasions. Against Miami in the first game, it erased that double-digit deficit and, and helped Orlando get that win. They don't win that game without the strong play from the bench. And it was looking really, really good even in the Charlotte game in night two. On Tuesday against Sacramento, it was the bench that led the comeback in the fourth quarter that really made that a game. It was the strong play from, from Mo Bamba perhaps playing his best game in a Magic in his rookie season so far. Five block shots, locking down the paint, just bringing this energy, energetic plays that helped get the team kind of back into things. And that's what I said Terrence Rasta did. That's what Mobamba does. That's what Jonathan Simmons does. And so really, the bench unit's job is to increase the energy for the team in, in a way that the, maybe the starters haven't done consistently all year. And so that's a big part of their role. They're not the most offensively efficient team. They're not the most offensively efficient group. They don't have the, big, the best off- offensive weapons. Orlando's currently playing Aaron Gordon with that group to try and give them a little bit of an offensive boost. But it's hard to say that they have it. That Ross, Simmons, Gordon, Grant, Bamba lineup is only scoring 102.4 points per 100 possessions in 82 minutes so far this year. But the energy is apparent. And and, and they really play the way the Magic want to play. If you're looking for hints of who the Magic want to be, this is where you look. Because that group... Is giving up 94.1 points per 100 possessions so far. That group has looked very strong to start this season. And yeah, there's been ups and downs and the offense isn't great, but defensively, Orlando is getting a ton from them. It's perhaps one of the Magic's best lineups in this early season. It's up there. Among lineups that have played more than 10 minutes, it's the third best lineup the Magic have. And one of those lineups is a garbage time lineup from the Milwaukee game. So, the goal with this bench unit isn't necessarily to save every game. You don't want to put them in holes. They're not going to be able to score all the time. And the reason why bench units are bench units is probably because of inconsistency of the players. You limit their roles, you limit their minutes, you limit the variability of their performances. But undoubtedly, that unit has helped the Magic win and stay in games throughout the season. Whether it was Tuesday night against Sacramento, whether it was opening night against Miami, that unit has done its main job to give the team energy, to give the team that spark that maybe they've been missing, to, to reawaken them with defense, and, and a little bit of toughness. It's not perfect. Far from it. But it's been a good group for Orlando so far. And of course, they've been accomplishing their main goal. And it'll be interesting to see how the Magic continue to, to work the rotations and whether any adjustments are, are indeed on the way. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and uh, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore omd, and of course, 
for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including uh, a checkup on Mo Bamba. We'll be doing that either Friday or over the weekend. Check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. The Orlando Magic play the LA Clippers at the Amway Center on Friday night at 7 o'clock. They'll travel to San Antonio to play the San Antonio Spurs on Sunday evening. We'll talk about that game on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. Then, of course, the Magic play the Cleveland Cavaliers Monday night at the Amway Center. I'll make this public service announcement one more, maybe two more times. Tuesday is Election Day. I don't care who you vote for. I do, but I'll leave that to myself. I don't care who you vote for. Make sure you go vote. I believe early voting is still open this weekend in Florida. Um, check your local uh, board, lo- local local supervisor of elections for more information on that. If you missed that date, be sure to vote Tuesday. It is important. Educate yourself on the issues. Educate yourself on the candidates and make an informed choice. This is your chance to have your voice heard in government. Um, it is very, very important. Do not take it for granted. I'll give that public service announcement several more times over the next few days. But until then, we'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Clippers up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll talk about the Magic's game against the Spurs on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.